Hey guys, what is up? We're back. A couple weeks off, but it's time for Video Game Therapy, episode 75, coming up in just a moment. If you want to support this podcast, this stream, this community, check out the BetterHelp link in the description of this podcast. BetterHelp's an online therapy company. They offer all the benefits of a of a real therapist, of a regular therapist, you could say, with uh, the convenience of being able to kind of contact them through many methods, through text, video, phone, however you prefer it, for a rate that's very similar to uh, regular therapy. So check them out. Try onlinetherapy.com slash nipnops. Use that link so they know that we sent you when you sign up. Check that out. Mental health is really important. Don't let it be something you just let sit. If you need someone to talk to, try out BetterHelp. You can also check out the Amazon links below in the description. There's one for the UK, one for the US, and one for Canada. Canada, eh? Uh, you can check those out. Buy something nice for yourself on Amazon, something from your wish list you've been meaning to get, and support the podcast. You can also subscribe on Twitch, twitch.tv slash nipnots. Head there, hit the subscribe button on the page, and sign up. It's $4.99 a month or free if you have that Twitch Prime hookup going on. You can do that. One free sub a month and an ad-free stream on my channel. No longer an ad-free stream all over Twitch because they really needed that revenue. Really needed it. (laughs) Got to prove to Amazon that you can make some money, I guess. Without further ado, let's get this thing rolling out. Welcome to the VGT Podcast with your host, Dan, a.k.a. Nipnops. What is up, dudes? It is episode 75 of the podcast. We're back again. 25 episodes to 100 in like two years. We'll get there. We'll get there for you. Um, <laughs> it is September 18th, 2018. Our president's penis looks like Toad from Mario Kart, and that's the news. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to like, favorite, and subscribe. We're done. (laughs) Can that be the official tagline every time? Every time we do a podcast? I'll transcribe it. Yeah, I just want that to be the opener every (laughs) single time. Welcome to the Video Game Therapy Podcast. Today is whatever the date is, and our president's penis looks like Toad from Super Mario. I think... What most concerned me about that description of Donald Trump's penis is perhaps the red spots on the head portion of Toad. That's probably the portion that concerned me the most. That's right. I, um, I mean, here's the question that I don't feel has really been properly addressed in all of this penis gate, as it were. Uh <laughs> Is he spray tanning it on all sides? Or yes, is it 100%. just like... Hundred uh, percent. I I don't see it. I can't see him lifting it and holding it. I can't see somebody else doing that as well. So I feel like his genital region 
uh, is just like pale, sad. It looks like his eyeballs, you know, like the rim around his eyes or whatever, where the spray tan <laughs> can't quite penetrate. So I got it's just you. Yeah. a soft pink mushroom man. I could see that as well. In an amber sea of elderly flesh. It's it's to me it's either that or he compensates way far the other way. And it just looks like a burnt sausage of some type. Because it's been spray tanned. It's looking like a deep ochre, like a the rich chestnut. Yeah, yeah. Like a mahogany almost. Mm. Hog. Part. Anyway. Uh <laughs> there it is. if you're if you're here with us live, you can use exclamation point question to put in a question for the podcast. You can also leave them in Discord. We had a couple of questions via Discord this week. Or you can email houseanswer at gmail.com. That way you can ask us anything. We may put it at the end of the podcast. Oh, As far as games and such this week, I actually have a couple new games. Three new games, actually, that I've played oh, since the last podcast. That is several enough. games. It is, it is. So the first one I'll just touch on briefly, uh, but it's pretty cool. It's called The Messenger, um, which I didn't even put in the document. But The Messenger is a game uh, published by Devolver Digital. I forget who the actual um, developer is. But it's basically an ode to Ninja Gaiden, uh, the original Mm -hmm. NES ones. It's got 8-bit and 16-bit graphics. Like Throughout all the pixel art has been done. Um, and all that stuff. Does that mean that you can toggle between the eight and sixteen? It's like no, well, I think sixteen it, is really giving me eye strain. Let's, I think it changes in it certain areas. Ah, okay. Um, is how I read it, but um, it it is a you know Metroidvania platformer. Um, in that way, it differs from Ninja Gaiden because it's not just a straight scroller platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know there are areas that open up. You have a skill tree that you upgrade in it. Um, which is super cool. And what I liked most about it though, is that the bosses, if you're, if you're really good at those type of games, you would have gone into the bosses and you'd have probably not one shot them, but like come close to doing that on a lot of them. I'm on the fourth or fifth boss in the game, I think. Um, but you, uh, you would, you would catch on fairly quick, but they also weren't so easy that it was just a cakewalk um like Mm -hmm. for me who's not very good at these games i would die a couple times knowing to learn the patterns basically and then once i knew the pattern i would probably be able to kill the boss um but yeah it wasn't so difficult like nes ninja gaiden and like castlevania shit like those are ridiculously difficult games um but this one doesn't have that bad of a difficulty, at least not as far into the game as I was, and uh, it was pretty forgiving with most of the uh, most of the regular enemy sections too. But really cool game, amazing soundtrack as you would expect from a game like that. Um, amazing soundtrack, and yeah, pretty pretty fucking impressed with the messenger. I think it's like I think it's actually twenty bucks, which is not steep, but you know. For what it is, you can get a lot of hours out of it, though. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of collectible stuff in it. Like, um, if you wanted to get like the full talent trees and all that stuff, nice. Um, so, yeah, the messenger is pretty cool. And then, of course, we had last week, we finally got to get well, most of us finally got to get our hands on the Battlefield 5 open beta, 
And uh, I got to say, minus the buggy stuff in it, which not unexpected in a beta um, or a Battlefield game, <laughs> for that matter. Yeah. Um, that the game, two are often synonymous. Yeah, that game is extremely solid. Uh, I like it a lot more than BF1. The pacing is much better. The weapon selection, even in the beta, is much better than Battlefield 1. It just feels better to play than Battlefield 1. Um, mm-hmm. The game feels more like Battlefield 4, which is a good thing as far as the movement and the shooting and that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have made it... I, I do think playing by yourself would be hell on earth um, <laughs> for the most part because everything in the game is essentially squad based this time around. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, a lot of ways to make the game easier have to do with your squad doing well. So if your squad's not doing well and you're just in there with randos, like yeah. it, it makes it pretty shitty because the way that, um, if you haven't been keeping up with BF5 news or uh, you haven't played a Battlefield game in a while, in all the other Battlefield games that I've played, at least recent ones, let's say you're a medic. You drop your medical crate. People just stand near it and they get healed. Not so in this in this game. Same with ammo. You have to actually go up to the crate as another player and hit E to get more ammo packs or hit E to get some health back. Um once you, I think once you hit E, I played Medic for like 90% of the beta, so I wasn't necessarily using other... You have a self-heal that's really fast as mm-hmm. the Medic class, so I wasn't necessarily using other Medic's healing stuff, so I'm not entirely sure how it works. But basically, you can't just stand in proximity to the thing and heal anymore. It doesn't work like that. You have to actually put in some effort. Same with getting ammo back. Um, and I liked that they started you with only two clips besides the clip in your gun with Mm. most weapons. So you would have two reloads at most, which essentially keeps a lot of the uh, spammy shit that happened in other Battlefield games. I know we all remember those who played anyway. Operation Locker and... uh, Oh, God. Metro. Where it was just corridors and people with LMGs and were just machine guns, yeah, would, yeah, we just, just get fed morons down yeah. by the hundreds, <laughs> and and there was nothing you could do because they just had an infinite stack of ammo because you could just be in proximity of the ammo thing, or you know you had you know four clips of a hundred ammo belts on yeah. like a, an LMG. So, <laughs> uh, what was the overpowered explosive shotgun in BF three? I'm not even sure. I can't remember. I haven't played BF3. Battlefield so. 3. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's taking us back. The shotgun in BF1 was really, really bad. Um, and by bad, I mean it was extremely overpowered. I remember in the BF1 beta, I wanted to fucking die because people with shotguns would just run around. It looks like it's the USAS-12. The, Sa- the USAS? That might have yeah. been it. Yeah. But uh, no gun except for the STG felt really overpowered in this beta. But the STG was so overpowered in this beta that they actually nerfed it once. They actually nerfed it during the alpha. And that's the <laughs> marksman rifle, right? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, no, it's not the sniper. It's like um, oh. it's a it's an assault rifle. So okay. the medics use SMGs. That's the only class of weapon they get. 
Um, oh, so they're flip flopping it a little bit. Yeah. It used to be, uh, engineers would get like the lighter guns. Yeah, and I only played. Uh, and then there is a recon class that gets the sniper rifles, and then there's a, an assault that, uh, and then there's an engineer, and I or a support. And I only played support and medic. And support had regular rifles, but I didn't get the STG unlocked if it was on that class. Mm. Um, but BF5, uh, there was only two maps available for Conquest, but both seemed pretty solid, like real solid maps. Rotterdam um, and Narvink were both, both available. And then there was a Grand Operations, which I think is the mode I'm going to end up liking the most, especially for playing with friends. Um, if you don't know what the Grand Operation is, so basically... You start, uh, one team is defending, one team is, but it's only two points. So one team is defending, one team is attacking. And you only have so many tickets for the attacking team to take those two points. Once they take those two points, the map reloads. And you get put at another set of two points further in. And then once you beat those, you move to a third set of points. And then if, uh... It's sort of rush, but it's more. Um, yeah, yeah. They had there's different the, objectives. Uh, there's the different objectives one too, didn't they? Yeah, they had it in BF one as well, but it's yeah. more like enemy territory. It plays a lot like enemy territory. Um, yeah, it's rush, but you're not progressing across the same territory over and over. Yeah, you know. you'll be like push, push the push the Germans out of this town, and then once they're at, we'll bomb their artillery weapons, and once we got the artillery weapons bombed, we're gonna have to push them off the bridge. Like we need to push mm-hmm. them back off the bridge, and then, um, but it's different objectives every time. So the initial one was like bomb these two, bomb these two things. But then the second uh, phase was just take these two points at the same time right. and so hold them kinda, for one minute. Yeah, it's not as uh, repetitive as rushes, where it's always blow right. up these things. Gotcha. Yeah, and then if you, w- I never had this situation happen, but this is how they described it in the reveal. Um, you, you can, if both teams like win a day, um, Mm -hmm. you'll go through to like a third day, but no one's tickets reset. So it's kind of supposed to simulate like two armies have been fighting and like, they're both really low on supplies and like, don't have many men left. And so that's what the tiebreaker round is supposed to be like. Um, it's like, you know, both forces are being pushed to the brink kind of a, kind of a thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. And I'm really excited to see you know obviously more maps we only have one map to go on with this the other thing that i really liked about battlefield 5 is that vehicles were useful in that if you needed a push like having a tank there to do the push like on the on the grand ops like let's say we just could not get one of the points it's like if we get a good tank driver and get in there we can probably push behind the tank and take it so basically Mm. vehicles are being used for what they're supposed to be used for in this game they're and they're just not just like these and... overpowered things where like a dude in a a dude in an attack heli goes like 74 and 3 on the map because he's just using the heli to to spam kills that didn't seem like it was possible with any of the vehicles like they died really easily as well yeah not too easily they're still a vehicle but um yeah it seemed like the vehicles were well balanced is what i'm saying so whereas in battlefield 4 you get one good chopper guy and like that's the map kind of because <laughs> yeah. no one's of course, gonna we'll also have to wait and see for people to level their vehicles up too because 
That's where Correct. all the broken shit was, is once you get all the different uh, different loadouts for Fully leveled chopper with an engineer on it and BF4 was like, you know. Yeah, we just kind of ride around and get it yeah. all day. You had like 87 flare packs or whatever, and so like, yeah. you would never be able to shoot them down. Um, but Good overall, times. I have really high hopes for Battlefield Five from this beta. Um, there were a couple of extremely bad bugs in it, which I'm hoping will be fixed by launch. Um one was where you could your whole team just couldn't revive nice each other like it would just stop letting you revive teammates um revival is another thing that has changed in this game anyone can revive medics do it really fast but anyone okay. can revive that's um, nice yeah and you can fucking build shit like it's fortnite or some junk and my computer just went to sleep um but that you was can a little weird yeah uh <clears throat> but you can build shit like Fortnite. Um, so like around points, if there's choke points, you hit T at the choke point and you can build like you can ma- uh, everyone can mantle them usually, but you can build mm. like uh, fortifications and... and walls and stuff. And on okay. certain a- areas, you can build like machine gun nests. Um, but I don't think they had any of those fully implemented in in this beta version but you can like sandbag hallways and the sandbags actually have to be blown up because you can sandbag the hallway to the point where they can't get through unless they (laughs) blow it up um yeah so it's cool but building does take like you can't like build and then see somebody coming and switch to your gun really quickly you're You're, if you get caught building you're dead pretty much Mm, um but yeah it's uh it's pretty cool and none of it seemed overpowered or um, like it was going to be a problem and it was effective because it would funnel people. They'd have to mantle over it. So they, they're mantling over the top. So you can just shoot them as soon as they're at the top. Um, right. yeah, I, I really liked it. The pace is so much better than battlefield one. Like you could die and get right back in fights pretty quick. Um, yeah, battlefield five looking good. They did delay it a month. If you guys didn't hear, uh, November 20th is now, the release date for Battlefield Five. Um, I'm all for it. I didn't get a chance to uh, play it. I was uh, AFK, yeah. so uh, really but, looking forward to uh, checking it out. Well, I'm. I have a feeling you'll get to check it out. Uh, you'll get to check the Battle Royale version uh, mode mm-hmm. out because I would assume they will have a Battle Royale beta um, before that would come out. They haven't announced it, but I would. I would be baffled. Call of Duties was this weekend. I did not get to play it, but I heard literally across the board only good things about Blackout. Yeah, like I downloaded it and then I ran out of time uh, to be able to play it, based on how long it took me to download it. Sadly, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it looked really good. I was watching uh, Trop X Call, uh, mm-hmm. a Big Johnny, one of our community members here, uh, stream it for a bit. And uh, it seems like a good time. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's pretty funny. Fat Attack says he saw Jonathan Blow playing the Blackout. Of all the dudes to be playing that, if you guys don't know who Jonathan Blow is, he made Braid and The Witness, like two of the greatest puzzle games ever made. And hey, man, like, if there's one thing that ties hey, us all together, it's uh, food Call and Battle Royale. Call of Duty. <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I told you, that's one of my biggest pet peeves about the BR franchises is there's a lot of third-person action, of which I'm not a fan. So. Right. Well, the Coblin's uh, all first-person, obviously. Yeah. And so. uh, 
God help us if uh, somehow, some way, it maintains a uh, PC community presence or, and I haven't seen anything about this, but maybe down the line they could do it, uh, if there is integrated play between Xbox and PC. That's why Fortnite is running the joint, man. Because yep. everybody pl- can play with everybody except PlayStation. Everybody <laughs> PlayStation. Can play with... PlayStation can play with Mac. Yeah. They're Jesus. on their own little island. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, um, but uh, super looking forward to it. But yeah, Battlefield Five, pretty pumped. Definitely gonna buy it. Um, good lord, I just remembered I played another game too, on top of the one that I have in the document. Also, <laughs> during all this madness, and yo, shout outs to video game developers for putting out tons of betas and demos and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Right before the holiday season. Yeah, the, well, I feel like it doesn't usually happen. I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel like it doesn't usually happen. Um, but I played the Forza Horizon 4 demo. Oh, nice. Fantastic. I think you can still go get it. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think that's like a limited time thing. Um, you can go grab it off of the Microsoft Store on your Windows 10 PC or on your Xbox. Either one. It's a play anywhere thing. Really good. Looks amazing, as you would hope. And it's very... Dude, they took... Well, I don't know how I should phrase this. I don't know that they took stuff from the crew two as much as the crew two and them are just the same game really. <laughs> Cause it's, it's the crew two again, but in I'd mean that in the best way too. Cause I really enjoyed the Forza engine looking yeah. a little bit crisper, a little bit prettier. And in the, in the, uh, yeah, it looks, that's the, that's the one thing I noticed. I was like, man, Microsoft graphically <laughs> has Ubisoft all over it. fucking destroyed, dude. It was like, <laughs> It was like the Crew Two was made in 2010, and Forza Horizon like Four was made in 2018. Graphics, yeah, yeah it, it's like such a big difference. Um, and the season but things can are you really have cool. Anime waifu reps in Forza. Yes, you can. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Sorry, Ubisoft. I tried to bail you out, but <laughs> uh, it seems like they've covered their bases. But yeah, it looks really good. I'm really excited to play it, um, and I'm definitely going to purchase that too. That's out in like two weeks, something like that. So yeah, Forza Horizon Four looking tremendous, and then finally, oh, gee, there really are a lot of video games because you're naming all this shit. I and know. We haven't even touched any of the games that I was going to bring up. I, it's so, fucking crazy, dude. We and live the, in a bounteous time. The final one that I've just started—I'm only four hours in—is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast or previous podcasts that I've been on, or followed my channel at all, you know that I've loved the reboot of the Tomb Raider franchise. And loves him some animated titties. There can be no doubt. <laughs> um, they're very, very good games. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is more of the same, uh, and that's a good thing overall. Graphically fantastic, runs really well, um, has one of the best benchmark systems to find out what your graphics card should be doing in that game um, in any video game. I was also really impressed last night by the accessibility options they had in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I you know I can hear and see and you know use all my limbs just but fine. You do have that. But yeah, I do have that going on. But um, for the listener at home, I waggled my left pinky. They have full on like closed captioning in it. Nice, like. That will do, you know, put on like jungle noise, you know, that kind of thing on the screen. Right. And it will also, 
Yeah, and there's a lot of areas where there's people, a lot of convers mm -hmm. like background conversation going on, and they will caption all the background conversation and every sound. So it will also caption all like cue sounds you might need. Mm -hmm. So if there's you know a, a ledge that you need to grab on, it'll like you know a little like exciting sound will play because it'll be prompting you that hey, you need to hit you right now to stay on this ledge, and it will close caption that sound for you, um, nice. which is which is pretty amazing, pretty amazing. So props to those developers um, for putting everything in there. The only complaints I have about that game so far are the control scheme. I talked about accessibility one one minute, but now the control scheme on mouse and keyboard is uh, that's a yikes for me. Uh, mm -hmm. It is it it controls fine, like mouse you know responsiveness of the keys and everything is just fine, which actually in the old games, keystrokes did not register very well. Um, mm -hmm. You would fall off ledges all the time. Cause it would be like, you didn't hit E you're just going to fall. You'd be like, no, I hit E sir. Um, but this game is really good with that. But just the way you do stuff is really convoluted. Like they did not do a very good job of translating from a controller to mouse mm. and keyboard. There's a lot of like middle mouse click for things and like yeah. hold yeah it's it's not great it's not great um, and they totally if you play Rise of the Tomb Raider you're gonna come across two zones in the beginning of this game where you're like I swear to God this was in Rise of the Tomb Raider just totally lifted just reskinned re uh, reprinted yeah. yes and a hundred percent that is the case. The the first hour or so of the game, like the tutorial-ish sections, are just trying to teach you what to do. Seriously, they just lifted them from Rise hey, of the Tomb Raider. If all, it's, if all it's there to do is to remind you to to press X to hold on to the ledge or see I know, but then. like, dude, it's the same area except one was in a mountain pass and one's in a jungle in the new game. It, I was like, bro... You really just reskin this. It had the same plateaus and everything. Like, it had it, the same narration, though. That's the that's uh, the key. It's the same guy. No, it didn't. I mean, there's no narration in either one. It's just Lara oh, okay. finding finding her weapons again after a thing, um, after like a crash or something. But both of them were after like you crashed and then you lost all your items, so you had to go get them. And that's like the tutorial. Once again. Yeah. But still, I don't, don't know. Don't the hook. <laughs> I know, but it's like, come on, dude. You're going to yeah, cut and paste yeah. the same area? You can do the tutorial the same. That's fine. But you're going to cut and paste the same fucking area? There were two areas that I'm pretty sure were just 100% lifted from Rise of the Tomb Raider. Like, there was no change made. They were just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> we don't want to spend any time on that. Cannot improve on perfection. <laughs> <laughs> and why waste time trying, I think, is the lesson that we're learning here. I guess. From our good friends at, uh, that's a Ubisofter, right? Uh, it's a Square Enix joint. Square Enix, that's right. Yeah, that's right, right. Yeah, from, uh, an Eidos Montreal Enix. joint. I'll tell you what, uh, that is, now that you mentioned that, it's, uh, it's a little bit interesting. Because if there's one thing Square Enix likes to do, it's take multiple years to fucking develop a game. Uh, so... I guess uh, I guess this is the the short con, and then the long con is Final Fantasy VII Remake. For yeah, jeez. Wherein no asset will ever be reused; each individual <gasps> model will be wholly stored separately from each other. But uh, but yeah, it's I mean it's good so far. I can't really fully comment on it, minus the control scheme 
fucking solid Tomb Raider game. Much more open. Like they've it's not an open world game by any means, don't get me wrong. But like the hubs you work out from make it feel a lot more open than it is. You can like go dick around for a little bit. Yeah, like tonight I didn't even do a main story mission um for about an hour because I did like side quests and stuff and there was just whole areas that I just stumbled on. So that was nice. that was cool. Uh I also finished finished Tribe by Sebastian Younger. That's a book. We're off of games now for me. Um Tribe is extremely good. I I would highly recommend anyone read it. Um especially if you're in the US because I think it applies to a lot of things that are happening. Now, it's it's sort of a documentary book more than it is um I don't know. I think some people were in fact, I had people tweet at me and be like, this book was not what I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, our treatment of veterans and other things like that is kind of detailed in it. And um, I just found it interesting that mental health, statistically, so after, so for example, this is one of the things in the book, after World War II in in the UK. So the blitz was happening in World War Two, like this constant bombing of London. After that and during that, almost no one had uh there were almost no cases of PTSD or mm-hmm. mental health issues. Suicide dropped like seventy five percent in the ten years following the mm. blitz and the war. And they think it's because everybody was on the same team. Right. Like people were working together as one and nobody was looking at how they were different or nobody was alienated because they were all like, you know, and a lot of people, they said when they would talk to them, they'd be like, they kind of missed it, even though it was like this horrible. Yeah. The unity. Or the, uh... <laughs> yeah. They missed the unity of it. And like, we haven't had anything like that in so long in the U S that the author doesn't, well, by my count, it's been about, oh, a little over 17 years. Yeah. Well, the same thing he does mention. The same thing happened in the U.S. For, on a much shorter timeline right after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Like uh, prescriptions of, you know, mental health drugs went down. Suicide rates went down. Like all this stuff. And that's because for like one second, we all Everybody gave a shit about talking. each other. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was talking to each other. We weren't isolating each other anymore. It's the thing. I live in a city, and I don't know any of my neighbors. I don't know any of them. That was kind of the big point of the book, is that we just don't... We weren't meant to live this way. (laughs) And we're all a little too isolated, and that isolation is what tends to make people... Most people go a little nuts. (laughs) Make Homer go something, something. Yeah. So yeah, Tribe. It's pretty short. It's like 165 pages. Read it. Sebastian Younger. Really good book. That is that is a lot of stuff, but that's about it for me. Nice. <clears throat> I'm going to go on to a uh, much more fun time and not so serious book. <laughs> uh, just to uh, recap, uh started reading a series called uh, Gods of Blood and Powder. It is a second trilogy from uh, Brian McClellan. Uh, I... Uh, He's two books into this second trilogy that I am reading, but there is already a uh, completed first trilogy. Uh, 
that uh, he had put out previously. So I also dipped back into that while I was on vacation, which uh, I'll talk about a little bit when we get into life stuff. But uh, unfortunately for me, uh, I uh, did not successfully download the second book onto my Kindle uh, prior to heading up into Durn the Wi-Fi list mountains. So yes, many during <laughs> rips were had. Uh, so I've now read book one of both trilogies and I'm currently in book two of the newer trilogy because that is what I had available to me on Kindle. So a bit of a bummer there, but uh, still a really neat series. It's, uh, it bounces all over the place, where it doesn't overload you with a ton of detail, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of nice considering a lot of the other things that I read. Uh, Was this the one you mentioned before? Yeah, I think I briefly bugged it up. There's yeah. a lot of allegories between gunpowder and cocaine for yeah, yeah. the magic users. And we were talking about how the the lack of detail is a good thing. In a lot of ways, yeah. <laughs> it leaves it up to you, and you don't have to get bad, bogged down in like the physics of things. You know <laughs> what I mean, or that that firm grasp. Right, right. But, uh, so I've been reading that. Um, recently, there was an addition to Netflix, uh, and I gotta say, I've been enjoying the hell out of it. It is called Norm Macdonald Has a Show. E I E I O. The second part of that is mine, but. I can't say the name of that show without saying the second part. So (laughs) anyway, so Norm MacDonald, uh, comedian, actor, uh, former SNL castmate. Mm -hmm. uh, He had a podcast for a while where he and a uh, sidekick slash friend of his, Adam Egan, who is the booker for the famous comedy store in Los Angeles, California, uh, would basically have comedians or celebrities on and they would just shoot the shit and joke around and it was really raunchy and funny as hell uh if you dug norm mcdonald's brand of humor which i personally really do uh this is basically that but uh slightly better produced and uh it's cleaner david letterman is the executive producer who is a good friend of norm's on this and uh it's basically the same exact format but whereas they would just sort of wander and meander aimlessly these are much tighter interviews where Norm is actually working off of a list of questions. They still wander and joke and go off on tangents, but I, uh, there is like a core script to what they talk. I about. wonder, I wonder if Netflix approached Joe Rogan first and he was like, nah. And then it's Norm possible. was like, yeah, cause, cause I, I can see Joe being like, I don't want to do the tighter because this sounds mm-hmm. like very similar or or like i think norm's old podcast was very similar and it was just meandering conversations oh, yeah. for a long it's basically of time. identical There's yeah a yeah point where they have pre-written jokes on cards that they'll read and stuff like that it's all just a little bit more cleaner i would say it's more like right. tvma than some of the other stuff where they would like you know like comics talking the shit you know like rape and fecal matter and all yeah. sorts of horrendous shit are going to come up but uh, the caliber of guests has gone up, too. It's not just Norm's buddies. So the first couple of episodes that I've seen, he has interviewed David Letterman, M. Night Shyamalan, uh, <laughs> Judge Judy. Uh, he has had Chevy Chase on there, uh, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, a bunch of really cool people. Uh, and it's from a diverse and uh, more broad spectrum than the people he would talk to before. And it's that mix of seriousness. Where right. he's not disrespectful to these people because, uh, you know, he doesn't know them as well as, say, like his comedian buddies and stuff. So it's 
it's made it really enjoyable. Each episode is really tight too. I don't think there's any of them that go over 45 minutes. Okay. So, uh, and it's, there's no preamble to it. There's no skits. There's very few cutaways. They literally, the show opens with him and the guest walking out onto the stage and uh, it just rolls from there. There are edits at some points where it feels like they cut out lagging segments or shitty segues and stuff between points, but overall, really super good. Strong and Jano. Strongly recommend it. Gino walked in and has uh, played guardian at the door behind him. Yeah, he's a boy. (laughs) He is. Uh, Other than than that, football is continuing to happen. Uh, I figured I would go ahead and check in both real life and uh, fantasy briefly. Uh, The Raiders are one of six teams, I believe, that are 0-2 currently. Uh, Here's the thing. Uh, John Gruden, I don't disagree with uh, the play calling. I don't disagree with a lot of the the schemes that we're running and things like that. Got to say, really pressed with it. Also got to say, I feel like there's a much better chance, almost guaranteed, that we'd be one and one if we had not released all-star defensive player, uh, former defensive player of the year, Khalil Mack, and that there is a case to be made that we would be 2-0 and right now had we not done so. Um, so my buddy who likes to pour salt into the wound texted me a graphic <laughs> and I haven't actually verified this, but, uh, Cleo Mack stats versus the stats of the entire Raiders defense in the first two games of the season, uh, both Cleo Mack and the entire Oakland Raiders defense have registered two sacks. Cleo Mack has two forced fumbles to our one. We've both registered one interception. Uh, Cleo Mack has one fumble recovered to zero for us and one touchdown to zero for our defense. So uh, <laughs> we'll go ahead and let that just float out there. That's where we're at. Uh, plenty of plenty of season left. Uh, the game that uh, we had this past Sunday against Denver, super close, not giving up hope. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, I'll touch on briefly as well. Boy, uh, I decided, only- James, before you get into the Steelers, I decided that this year I was going to watch football. So I have watched football for the first two weeks. I've watched both Steelers games, and uh, it's not been a fun experience either I'm time. I'm going to let you in on a little secret right now that last year was probably the year you wanted to spectate. This year, Ooh. you guys are all over the place. Uh, losing it's a, a shootout to young hotshot Patrick Mahomes, uh, 6 TD Mahomey, uh, is not something to be upset at necessarily. The problems with the Pittsburgh Steelers lie in the fact that a lot of their key talent apparently fucking hate your coaching staff. Apparently. Bell has nothing to do with you guys as of yet, though James Conner and his atrocious haircut. Oh my goodness, uh, that might be even worse than the season, James Conner's haircut. (laughs) It's a a close tie for sure. If y'all don't pay attention to football and you're listening to this podcast, just real quick hit the Google machine and just type James Conner hair and you'll see some shit. It's the it's the the 2018 edition of a mullet, and uh, it's not great. No, it's uh, terrible. Le'Veon Bell has not set foot in there, and probably won't do so for several weeks. Uh, and now Antonio Brown, uh, after getting to a little bit of a Twitter spat with uh, a former PR manager for the team, yeah, uh, apparently had some words to say with some of the coaching staff about his. Uh, his target share being eclipsed by their uh, number two wide receiver, 
a young up and coming Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, Juju's so, a beast. Uh, he's been good. He's been good. Him and James Conner have been good both weeks. So there has been an argument in football for the last couple of years that out of every team in the NFL, the big three for each team, which means the QB, your RB one, and your wide receiver one, the Steelers had by far the the strongest trio in the league. And as that melts down around us, and as Big Ben plods ever closer to retirement where he can kick up his feet and rape women in clubs in peace. Uh, it's it's not looking good. And uh, also bang Stormy Daniels, apparently. Apparently. He's, he's involved in that shit somehow. Let's hope he washed his dick off and does not develop the mushroom-like qualities or the red spots. Yeah, it's not been a good two weeks from any perspective for the Steelers. Um, at least, I guess my one thing was that Ben actually looked decent against the chiefs and had right. actually Ruffles a hell of a game, always, but always gonna do well at home, the man had but. six turnovers against the fucking Cleveland Browns though. So in some less than ideal weather to be fair, dude, but, uh, dude, <laughs> big Ben never known for a tight turnover ratio. He's not quite Phillips rivers territory where, you know, you're always going to give one back for every three you put up, but he's, uh, he's, you know, especially as he, uh, he inches closer and closer to that, that age line. He's not, he's not eating avocado ice cream with Tom Brady. No, but, uh, no, he's definitely not. I, I would say Ben Roethlisberger is, uh, what we would call an old school athlete in that. I don't feel like Ben, works out per se no he's a very much a baseball player <laughs> yeah uh, in that regard you know he doesn't trot the bases too often but god damn it he can swing the bat and drill the ball when he needs to yeah you guys remember speaking of baseball you guys remember the baseball player uh cecil fielder you remember cecil fielder oh my god there's been some uh some other cecil, cecil fielder since cecil fielder uh mainly prince fielder his son <laughs> Also, just a round man who was able to just play baseball unit. and hit. Yeah, absolute unit. And uh, both of them could just hit the ball out of the park. And running, not really not really not a thing strong, either too. of them did. I think both of them pushed 300. Um, they were some big gentlemen for baseball. Speaking of 300 big gentlemen. Uh, we were treated last night during the Bear Seahawk games to our first view of Sebastian Janikowski that we've seen in a while. Former been, has he been kicker. out of the league for a while? Uh, he was cut by the Raiders uh, last season, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, he sort of floated. He's now with the Seahawks, uh, but uh, he is one of two players remaining in the league that were drafted in the year 2000. Only two of them left. It's him and uh, Tom Brady. And while Tom Brady still looks like a young man of late 20s, uh, <laughs> Sebastian Janikowski looks like he has eaten his younger self and doubled in size. I gotta, the man is a refrigerator in boots. I got to Google uh, Sebastian Janikowski. Sebastian Janikowski, huge or big. Or... Kowski 2018. Because holy shit. He's never been a small man, it must be said. But last night, oh, man. he looked like a lineman. It was nightmarish, almost. Dude, he so, was always uh, big. He was always huge. That was one of the things about him. They would always yeah, yeah. like. But just in this particular, massive dude. this year, he's he's bursting out of the pads in all the wrong places. 
He really is. So, I'm looking at this right now. Shout out to absolute Steve unit, Sebastian Janikowski. Complete awe. Of Good this lord. <laughs> Complete awe of this lad kicking a football uh, <laughs> <laughs> that he outweighs by about two hundred to one. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, in terms of fantasy news, uh, Cosby's dream team and Smoke <laughs> Quack slash Trade Mac have both uh, both plotted to one and one. Took two L's this past week. Uh, Alex Smith really let the let the home team down when he was unable to carve up the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts, for those who don't watch football, are a gaping anus of a team. <laughs> Andrew Luck was the dildo they hoped would fill it, but oh, fuck. even an Andrew Luck-sized dildo cannot satiate the, the void of talent that is the Colts team. <sighs> but uh, Alex Smith, after lighting up a similarly uh, decrepit team, the Arizona Cardinals, in the week prior, could not get it done. And uh, I feel like we and... should start a second sports podcast at some point. <laughs> If you're going to use metaphors like the Indianapolis Colts are a gaping anus of a football team, then I think we need (laughs) five-minute football facts. That's all you need right there. Uh, My other team, Smoke Crack Trade Mac. Uh, We simply just... Smoke Crack Trade Mac. Mac. Uh, As a picture of John Gruden looking a little bit insane, Uh, we were simply just outdone. The gentlemen who we were playing against had a, a hell of a week in terms of the players on his team. And uh, I have David Johnson, who is far, far underperforming uh, where he was drafted at. But uh, nevertheless, the fight carries on. Not a lot of roster adjustments to be made at this time. We've just got to gut it out and get to the juicier matchups in the middle of the season. Uh, that's about it for me. Uh, Dan, did you want to talk about any life stuff? Uh, the Penguins started training camp, so that's good. Huzzah. Yes, I was uh, invited to my buddy's fantasy hockey league again this year, and I think I will go ahead and see if we can do better than third place. Wait, what? No, is this breaking news? I don't believe you, TP Poker. Hold up. Someone has come into our chat and told us Betty White has died, but I don't believe this. He says, my question is not that Betty White has passed on. Yeah. Dude, she's still alive. Get out of here with your fake news. He had a typo in it. Is it really fake news? He said that it's not that she has passed on and that that is not his question. I don't think that's what he's saying. Oh, she has not passed on. Do you think they will reboot the Golden Girls? Um, I think they already did. It's called Frankie and whatever on Netflix. It's basically the Golden Girls hmm. with Lily Tomlin and uh, Frankie and is, Frankie uh, and Grace. Grace sounds right. Yeah, it's definitely it's, Frankie and some. Yeah, it's and, Lily Tomlin uh, and. Uh, if you ever wanted to hear an older lady talk about making sexual lubricant from apricot, boy, is that the Netflix show for you? I've actually heard it's really good. <laughs> it is. Alive. I've watched a bunch of episodes when I was uh, Martin Sheen's on that shit. Somebody else? Yes. Martin and Sheen and God, I can't remember the other. He's guys gay with the other guy. Yeah, that's yeah, the whole the crux of the show. The show is that yeah. uh, the two elderly gentlemen left their wives to be with each other, and that in part of the divorce, the wives simply moved into one house, while the two gentlemen have moved into the other. And then they also have children, and it's about them figuring out what to do when your husband leaves you for his best friend, and you're <laughs> already in your late sixties, early seventies in that region. <clears throat> 
TP Poker, not even a question, bro. I would do what had to be done to keep Betty White alive. All right. Got to do it. Just uh, spin on it and grip it tight at the base. Hell yeah. Trap the blood in there. I bet she knows what she's doing. Anyway, uh, life stuff. uh, Not much. I'm going on vacation next week. Nice. I'm going on vacation. Head to Nashville, Tennessee. Gonna eat a lot of food, as you know we do when we're on vacation. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about it. I'm still trying, you know, getting the. I've been doing listening to so many fucking financial podcasts and shit. My -hmm. brain is just full of money. That's what it's full of. Unfortunately, it's not tangible money that I can use, but. Yeah. TP Poker thinks it's been 59 years since Betty White had sex. <laughs> Betty White had that... sex last night, my dude. Let me tell you. <laughs> she is not the, the the rivers have not dried up for Betty White. Her Virginia is like a cocoon. TP Poker, I don't know who the fuck you are, but I like the jib of you. I like yeah. <laughs> I like where you're coming from. But <laughs> Amen, brother. Uh, for me, Dan is getting ready to go on vacation. I have just returned from vacation. I spent the last week sequestered up in the mountains of West By God, Virginia, uh, doing our annual. Did you retreat. listen to the John Denver song? I did. Good. I made a Thank playlist you. featuring all of the things: Sweet Home Alabama, Country Roads, uh, what else? On the Road Again, yeah, all sorts of. Uh, I like what you've done music. here. Yeah, we we do it up all the way. Devil went down to Georgia. Anything, anything you can think of as I uh, iconic country western hit uh, <laughs> made the playlist. Uh, good times as always. Uh, did a little bit of caving. Uh, we're all fat kids now, though not to the degree of me personally. So we were only down in the cave for about two hours, I think tops. Hour in, hour out. Dude, I'm too. I would not go in a cave. I would not go in a cave. We were with a man who is both smaller. Than you and uh, cloth, somewhat claustrophobic, and he made it just fine. Man. The portions that we go into do not involve crawling and things yeah. like that. Fuck once that again, noise. we are all older and fatter. <laughs> uh, we did it once a couple years ago, never again. But uh, did that, did some shooting, did a whole bunch of drinking, uh, a whole lot of grilling. I basically haven't stopped eating since you and I hung out in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and really trying to put the brakes on that now. Yeah, uh, put the brakes on. The week, get in the but, gym. Uh, get it going, we're, James. We're getting it, it up. there. We're, we're sawing on the reins hard. Bustler is using mass gainers in the gym like five days a week. You can do it too. Although he has an addictive personality, so maybe. Golly <laughs> gee, if there's one person who I want to emulate on this earth, it is Bustler Henry O. Hustler. <laughs> so. Shout-outs to Bustler. I know he listens to these while he's at work. I could recite his... He probably wants me to recite his fucking address and phone number on this podcast, but I'm not going to do it. I definitely have the diameter of his anus memory. Yeah, he he gives us the... You're at the gym now, Connor? Amen, brother. I hope you're deadlifting heavy as fuck right now. That's what I hope. I hope you're on the treadmill if you're watching this podcast at the gym. (laughs) I want you to be distracted while you're lifting the weights. But... uh, Either way, kudos to you, sir. Um, yeah, so that was it for my vacation stuff. Not a whole lot. It's more of a uh, hands-off, like wake up and go to bed, whatever you want. Uh, got yeah. rained out for most of it, but we did catch two relatively nice weather days in there. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I am, I'm not usually this way, but I am in need of a goddamn vacation. 
Like, I need one. So I'm excited for next week. Um, plus, I've never been to Nashville. And it's always cool going to a city that you haven't been to before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm doing curls in the squat la- squat rack like a real bro. You're fired. You're banned. Get out. Don't do fucking curls in the squat rack, man. God damn. I, I especially hope that he's doing it with two individual dumbbells and not an actual curl bar. So he's just standing I hope there he's doing preacher rocks. curls in the worst way ever, like with his elbows on the barbell, on another <laughs> barbell. So he's somehow he's somehow monopolizing a squat rack and two barbells in this situation. <laughs> It doesn't even make logical sense, but I hope that's what he's doing. Dude, nothing gets to me more, though, than... And there was a guy, when I used to go to the gym at night, I go in the morning now, but he would leave all his shit unracked. And then he would just, just walk out. Man, he would just walk out of the gym. And there would just Life be plates. There would just be plates and barbells. Airplanes with no shoes on, feet up on the seat. So, you know, you just have to deal with these these people and hope that one day society and civilization find them and get them back on track remember when i was saying james we're not courteous to each other earlier we don't know each other nobody talks to each other we're all isolated this man is that is that right there he He lives he lives on his own on an island that defects no one else (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure for sure we we have two <laughs> we have I think we had your... a uh, chat question as well earlier from a Mr. Fatrick Attack. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, no his question, Fat Attack. Attack's question, was a big one. It's a big, difficult one. Uh, it was just, "What do I do with my life?" Was his question. Oh, that's easy. You fucking nail that Microsoft interview, you goddamn piece of shit. And then you go out to Seattle and you nail that. And then thirty years from now, you're fucking Melinda Gates' child. Hell yeah. And then you, you know. You donate all your money to a streamer. And his sidekick. Yep. To both of us. Easy, <laughs> easy Done. peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> Breezy, beautiful, covered. I almost forgot the uh, the CSGO majors been happening for the last two I weeks am. as well. A lot of League of Legends stuff has been happening as well, but uh, God damn it if I don't give less than a shit about that game anymore. It's been a good major so far for CS. Fucking complexity has made it to the top eight. Complexity are legends for the next major. Complexity. This is like a tier four. <laughs> and a It's like a division two college team. It is like a division two college team <laughs> making somehow making it into the NCAA tournament and then making a run to the Elite Eight. That's what this is like right now. It, nice. it makes no sense. USA, USA. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Fat Attack, that's all you do. Uh, I would say, you know what my one piece of actual advice is? Is to take things a lot more seriously than I did in mm-hmm. my early 20s. Here's the thing. Dan and I are doing it backwards where we did yes. around for the first decade of adulthood. Uh, and now we're nose to the grindstoning it a little bit. But we could have done both. Do That's the thing. We could have done both at the same time, and we didn't. So yeah, put in the work is uh, what I'll say. Uh, the more I hear about stuff too, and about what I could have been doing, like for oh, instance, yeah. it, it's going to sound so far off, right? Like shit, like your boring shit, like your four hundred one k and shit. If I had been properly putting money into that since I was full time working. 
like a decade God, ago, yeah. dude, holy shit, I would have had so much money in the bank. Not money mm. I can use right now, but later on, when I don't want to do anything and don't want to work. If I had done that the way Dan had, I could use that money to draw loans against it in case I still had managed <laughs> to fuck up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, fucking, uh, fucking put in the work. Yeah, uh, it's less tangible uh, when you're at your age, and you don't think about anything. You don't think about yeah, any of it. You're you just at that buy point things. Where you're, you're you're constantly ascending at this age too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it feels like the elevator doesn't peak, and so the goal is to keep that momentum going so that when you do get off the elevator, you're already up towards the up towards the top of the top of the store. But now I have now I have structure and goals for my finances, which is like. It's funny because you don't think about it because everyone wants that life where they don't have to work or not even that they don't have to work, but where they don't have to worry about money. That's what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. But then everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go out to eat three times this week. There's <laughs> yeah, it kind of has to be one. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to not enjoy things. You don't have to live like in a you know piece of shit apartment forever. But you do have to do, you know. Maybe bring your lunch every day. It's like little shit like that where it's like, that'll save you in a city anyway. Bringing your lunch every day will save you like $60 a week on mm. food. Because that's, yeah, man. you know, it's just little things like that that I did not think about for a very long time. Like, why do I have 400 games on Steam? Why? Like, yeah. there was no reason to do that. Never going to play all of them. No. <laughs> So now I only buy shit that I'm going to, like, use or I know I'm going to get enjoyment out of, you know? Like, I didn't buy the Spider-Man PS4 game because I was like, I really want to play Tomb Raider. And, like, that was the game I was going to get. So maybe yeah. I'll get that when it's, like, 20 bucks sometime. But that kind of shit, I man. I want to play Dragon Quest right now, but uh, it's not in the cards. Gotta it's do not some in the other cards. Stuff. I could have uh, gotten you a key for that. You should have told me. You should have told me. <sighs> I could have gotten a key. Tell this to me. There's a lot of keys available through Twitch now. It's kind of cool. Anyway. <laughs> Next question. On a much less serious note, or maybe more serious, depending on how you're feeling about our country, Connor asks, <laughs> if you had to describe your penis as a video game character, who would you choose and why? Obviously in reference to uh, Mr. Toadstool. President Toad's. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Sanic, hundred percent. Sanic. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. I was gonna say Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Fucking around at the speed of sound. <laughs> got pussy to plow. Gotta go right now. Maybe, maybe Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> You're one crazy mustache and a shaved head away from. <laughs> Titties would just be Fortnite in general. I don't even know what to just take from that. Fortnite is I don't know what to take from that at all. <laughs> a lot of structure around it that quickly dissolves. <laughs> I like to build it up and it just gets torn down really quickly. That's Absolutely. The, that's the penis. <laughs> and then also some, uh, some kid named Ninja gets really famous for playing with it. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. Penis. Yeah, I want uh, Snake from Immigrant Solid. Nice. I have a highly trained, highly skilled penis. I can blend that in watches anywhere. watches a mute lady dance around in the rain in her bra and panties. Yeah, and then she whistles incessantly at, at me. <laughs> God. 
I remember when I streamed that game, people literally left the stream because they were like, I can't deal. I it's can't deal with quiet. Super annoying. Yeah. Like, I can't deal with it. And I used and her on every mission as soon as I got her because she's a beast. She you can is just trank everybody for you. Why wouldn't you? I remember the one mission where everybody had armor. I just let Quiet kill everyone while I hid under a truck. <laughs> it was like one of the hardest missions in the game, and she just fucked everybody up. It was awesome. God, that game is so good. Um, she is also waifu. <laughs> Bustler has a question. Would you guys agree with Arnold that a pump is better than coming? No, I'm gonna have to disagree with Arnold on this one. As much as I like oh, getting a I'm good pump, a hot load into a vagina. <laughs> have you guys seen the clip of Arnold talking about how getting the pump is better than yes. coming? It's fucking. I'm coming in the gym constantly. <laughs> I'm always coming. <laughs> God, there's nothing better than listening to an Austrian man whose English is a, a distant second language. <laughs> <laughs> compare working out to ejaculation. Uh, the pump damn. hasn't been the meta for a few patches. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, goddamn Arnold's had a lot of great quotes and a lot of inspiring stories, but he also impregnated his maid and compared lifting iron to ejaculation. So all Dude, I'm saying is that listen, people James, are many layers. You win some, you <laughs> lose some. <laughs> That's all I can really say. He's also still jacked at like age 71. So, mm. you know, him and Sly Stallone get a lot of props for me for the amount of HGH that their Sly bodies Stone have been able like to a fucking, uh, sustain. A nightmare human. His face does, but he is jacked to the gills. He is, but fuck, I can't imagine seeing it in person. It would be like, like seeing Michael Jackson at like his low points in person is how I feel like it would feel to meet Sly Stallone. <laughs> Because uh, that's going to be them, me just, at seventy two, boys. They're very. I hope not. With all that tan. And... I'm taking. No, I'm not going to be tan. I'm just going to take every every TRT and HDH treatment that they want to pump into me. Nice. I don't disagree <laughs> with that. When you're at that point, it's like, fuck yeah, why well, wouldn't? What do you, I dude? care about side effects? Get get young man hormones up in you. Why not? As fuck Sly it. Sloan once told us, play with the balls and work the shaft. Did he? Is that a Stallone quote? Yeah, he was. Uh, he had a can hot mic a... while he was being blown by a lady. <laughs> can we get? A... Can we get a? Yes, fact I can check? make that a. I can. <laughs> I can look it up if you want me to. Wait, is this real? This is a real thing. I don't think that's true. Sylvester Why Stallone. Stallone work the balls. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't forget to up the balls. Here it is. Cradle the balls. Work the shaft. <laughs> Holy Sylvester shit. Stallone story. Oh my you know, god. Guys. I don't know how Dan's never heard of this, but Cradle the Balls, work the shaft. That's some podcast talking about it, but uh Yeah, I can't listen to that right now. I don't want to actually list list like the uh Jesus. That's amazing, dude. Cradle the balls, work the shaft. I mean sage advice though. Really, if we're being honest. Sage advice. I think that's a good note to end on, right there. Cradle, cradle the balls, work the shaft. And that's your mantra for the next two weeks, guys. Thank you for listening to Video Game Therapy. This was episode 75. Make sure you check out BetterHelp below the stream, as well as the Amazon links 
and subscribe on Twitch while you're at it. All the supports all the time. But keep listening, guys. We'll be back in two weeks with episode 76. Like, rate, review on whatever podcast app you listen on, SoundCloud or YouTube. Thank you guys for watching. Follow us on Twitter, all that jazz. See you guys in two weeks. Thank you for listening to the BGT Podcast. You can follow Dan on Twitter at MidnopsTV. And you can follow James on Twitter at JokesETC. Check us out live every Tuesday when we record at twitch.tv slash Till next time.